Alexa, Let stop. me lick you up and down, make you feel hot. Every time I think about your love, I want to lick you down. Such a gross song. Mm, it is grim. Let me get oh, the so... cream. <laughs> yes, yeah, on top of me. Yeah. You know you can't resist me, girl. I'll fly you all around the world. All around the world. <laughs> they won't anymore, will they? Another level. I'll pay for your one-day travel card. <laughs> yeah. Take you to McDonald's with a candle. I've got some vouchers. <laughs> yeah. From the happy shopper. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. If you're joining us on the YouTube live stream, you're welcome. Welcome to the gun show. Uh, so if you are joining us on the live stream, hello, YouTube, wave to them. That's why they're here. Come on, wave to these streamers. Hello, welcome to the stream. If you're listening to us on the audio, awesome choice. Audio is where it's at, but also video I hear is going to be the next big thing. So we're going to keep an eye on that. So keep an eye on that as well by watching the stream. You are joining us today on a very nice episode. We said at the end of last one, in fact, we didn't. Dan said at the end of last one, let's do something fun. And one of our favourite formats of the podcast is undoubtedly searching questions. So welcome to the edition of Searching Questions. We must be up to like 12. I was like, we haven't done it in ages. We did it in January. Oh, <laughs> it, was, okay. it wasn't that long ago. It was ages ago. No, I suppose so. It was nearly half a year ago yeah, that we did maybe. Searching Questions, man. It feels like it's just all melding into one time at the moment. It's moving yeah. at a very, very strange pace. It feels like, uh, even though we only did two episodes of E3, it feels like that's what we did with the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's what we've done since January. Yeah. <laughs> E3 build-up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look, I'll, quick introductions. Obviously, Russ, hello. Sup. Dan, hello. Hi. And I'm Tom. Hello. We're going to be doing searching questions. I'm going to hand over to, to Dan for a very quick definition of what we mean by a searching question for all you new <clears> viewers and or listeners out there. I am yet to nail this, is what I've discovered. I am yet to nail an explanation of what searching questions are. So let's give this a go. Searching questions are the nagging pop culture questions you might have when you watch a TV show, film, TV or play, show. <laughs> play a game. Uh, and it's just one of those things that you go, but in this situation, what would actually happen? So, previous searching questions we've had are, are the X-Men a cult? <laughs> uh, are the trains in Thomas the Tank Engine being forced to work against their will by humans that have them chained to the tracks? Is Postman Pat a drug mule? Is Hogwarts an elitist institution? Uh, do they hate John Tracy? Because, like, they keep him in a space station, so they must hate him, right? Um, uh, who, who would be the most sensitive lover out of the Fellowship, Fellowship of, the of the Ring? Yep. Um... That that was the first ever searching question, I believe. Really? Yeah, that was the first one. I think, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, uh, how much money does Scrooge McDuck have in his big bolt? Yep. Um, is and Mary Poppins did he, a time did he make it from from the slave trade? Yeah, cotton guns yeah, and slaves. Yeah, that he kind did. of old money aristocracy. Yeah, it's not good, is it? Uh, no, that's, that's, he's not a Bitcoin millionaire, is he? Where Where do baby transformers come from? Oh, yeah, that was good. One. That was it. That lasted forever. 
But of course, the final proviso is that obviously anything we discuss mm. and come to as a conclusion is fact. Even if there is an actual explanation prior to us discussing it, yes. No, so, that's that's uh, how facts are generated, isn't it? Yeah, we exactly. decide things, <clears throat> and then one of our minions goes and writes it on Wikipedia. Do you know? Do you know there what I go. would say though, Tom? It is. It's really turned out nice in the end today, didn't it? The weather kind of like turned around at the end. And there's nothing I like more than to sit down with a glass of Coke with finest bamboo rum in it. Ah, bamboo. Mm. Mm, it's the choice of a new generation. It is. It's uh, got, I believe, vanilla extract in it because it tastes quite vanilla-y. There's a bit of spice to it as well. I like a spicy rum. This is the one for me. Bamboo rum. Excellent. It's interesting you say that, actually, because I bought an Alexa Dot, uh, ah. an Amazon uh, Alexa Dot today, if that's what it's called, an Echo Dot. And uh, I'm just saying this for no reason other than Amazon the brand with a smile. <laughs> Amazon, so, the brand so yeah. you can trust. <laughs> the brand you can trust to pay their taxes on time. They are, I mean, there's more, like, they're, I think when the society collapses, Amazon is going to be involved in some way. I'm not saying they're going to have directly caused it, mm. but when there is the inevitable sort of inquiry into quite why we have reverted to pre-Bronze Age standards. Yeah. Amazon are going to be mentioned a lot. Yeah. Not sure exactly how, but they're going to be involved. Did you see the uh, petition that was started, which was to not let Jeff Bezos come back to Earth? <laughs> which I quite <laughs> like. So basically, yeah. abandon him like the fifth uh, Thunderbird. Yeah, space. have him out there whacking off with John Tracy. Yep. <laughs> there we go. His thing can't actually get into properly into space, though, can it? No. It goes into sort of, it doesn't quite go into what is accepted as the definition of space. It's, um, I suppose it's like um, anything's a dildo if you try hard enough. Anything's a spaceship if you try hard enough. Just give it a but, fucking go, but, Jeff. But it, Jeff. It, it Just get into fucking space. I don't think it can get yeah. into a sustainable yeah. orbit. It goes up and it will come down again. You don't have any choice in the matter. Mm. Real shame. Real shame. Bless him. He so can only nearly he... get to space. Yeah, so basically what he's made is a catapult. Oh, that would be the way to do it, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah. It's a fairly elaborate one. But... Hmm. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it, it does better than I can do. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Bezos does better than I can do. <laughs> <laughs> that's his, that's his uh, slogan. Yeah, better than you. <laughs> that's what In... the smile is, isn't it? Better than you. Every way. <laughs> his, his ex-wife is rather remarkable, though just giving away billions of dollars and mainly what she says about it is chastising the media for making it all about her rather than the organisations and the people that it will be helping. Hmm. Yeah, that is quite remarkable. Actually. That is. Yeah. Amazing she was uh, married to such a prick, really, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. Yes, I'm sure the billions and billions of pounds and dollars didn't yeah. have anything to do with it at all. That's the Dennis Pennis thing with uh, Debbie McGee, wasn't it? What was it first attracted <laughs> you to multi-millionaire Paul Daniels? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> multi-millionaire magician Paul Daniels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Shall right. we start? Yeah, let's. Let's get in. Uh, who wants to go first? My, my questions are slightly shite, so you know, <laughs> look forward to that. Who wants to go first out of you two? I don't, I don't mind. I kind of want to hear one of yours now. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, start strong. <laughs> okay, let's start strong. Okay, so 
Iron Man, he miniaturized, miniaturized, fucking miniature, miniaturized. He, he miniaturized the arc reactor technology and put it in a suit. Okay. What piece of technology available today that you can find in your house would you miniaturize and mount in the front of a suit? Not a robot suit, but just a nice suit. You just always carry it with you. Me, toaster, so that I could have little toast whenever I wanted it. So you, you would have size toast. Like, would it be it, it's sort of proportional? You would get little, like cinnamon Graham's sized bits of toast popping out. Yeah, I, I did think about this, and I thought to myself, well, no one's going to be making this stuff, so I'm going to have to make myself small bread to toast in my small toaster. So yeah, unless you also miniaturized a little bread maker, mm. unless I miniaturized a little bread maker as well, but. The research it's taken for me to miniaturize the little toaster has left me with very little time to miniaturize the bread maker as well. So it doesn't really work. You know, they don't, it doesn't fluff the loaves up enough. It's really, it's too dense. So basically what I'm doing is I'm taking like, you know, Warburton slices and I'm cutting them up into little like shreddy sized bits of toast, like little bits of bread, and then putting them into my little toaster that's mounted just on my chest there. Nice. I just like, hang on couple of minutes yeah don't, don't watch it or it won't go really unsatisfying amount of toast there yeah first one comes out i'm just gonna tweak it's hard to see on this but it's yeah, between two. two and three there we go too low there yeah put that down that again would be exceptionally useful you reckon toast one of those things where it's so easy to make but your laziness when you're in the frame of mind for some toast is when you're at your laziest. Yeah. yeah. So it's always like, oh, I really want some toast, but it's like, oh, it's all the way over there. I know, but... I can't, I can't think of a way to get there. When, when you fancy toast is when you actually eat cheese and crackers. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, right. Yeah, it's it's just easier. It's it's essentially the same delivery method, but... Yeah, I, w I would enjoy it. An instant access mini toaster. Mm. But imagine, imagine this, right? Because it's so small, you could literally start getting like golden Grahams or shreddies, like frosted shreddies or something, and like tiny little pop tarts. Yeah. Just oh yes. Like slightly warm. Oh god, that was delicious. Mm. And like, if you're lying on your back, you could try and like pop and you go, oh, oh, yeah, straight in. <laughs> Choking deaths are up 85% <laughs> since the revolutionary miniature toaster suit. Cause of death much. entry on the death certificate. Well, <clears throat> yeah, tiny toast. <laughs> tiny toast incident. Yeah. Just pictures of me like this. <laughs> like the create the re reclusive creator, Tom Roberts, yeah, like is unavailable for comment. <laughs> yeah. Last so, scene on so Jeff Bezos. So we can miniaturize something, catapult. but we can't really sort of improve it. Like it is what it is. The technology is the same. It's just smaller. Oh yeah. It, there's no. There's no improving it whatsoever. It's yeah. Hmm. So I would quite enjoy. I'd quite like a sort of a built-in shower slash hot water dispenser. Really like small. A fingertip that can like fold back, and you could either have you could just make yourself a quick cup of coffee, or if you screwed on a shower head, and then stood like that. You've got a portable shower, oh, but you just somehow get infinite free hot brilliant. water. Brilliant! That's a really that good idea. Very useful. Would you have a hose? Are you like one of those? Um, 
you know, sort of like electric showers, the ones that heat the water, like superheat it as it's going through the internals. Uh, or, you know, so would you literally just connect yourself to a, to a well, main like tap if, or... If this only were like, you, I, I want some sort of uh, magic water generator to be part of it. Because it, if you had to go and stand in your bathroom and connect yourself to the tap, then the arguments for the usefulness of this do start to disappear. This is my point, though. Magic water makers don't exist unless you have a, uh, a sort of a, a Star Wars yeah. moisture farm. So, are, to do head. you have to be plugged in for yours? Uh, yeah, so I still need to. I need to plug. So I mean, <clears> there there is there is a battery option. Like you can sort of, you know, the, the lithium batteries are quite small, so you probably could. I mean, you a know, toaster charge. would came through a rechargeable battery very quickly. I mean, it would. This is the. I mean, this is the pro look, Russ. I've had to miniaturize this thing, mate. I know it's. I know it's drawbacks. Like you know, seriously, I've gone through so many different types. If I could miniaturize the arc reactor, just whack one of them on it, but I can't. So it does have a, does have a twelve volt adapter socket on it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, or a USB. It's got a USB C socket. You can charge it up, but you it do probably have to run stand. off like a power bank. It could probably, but the, yeah. I mean, even the power bank would drain like that you know the heating element heating elements take so much power yeah. like big big draw um so I, I admit it has limited uses but yeah you know you can use it at least a couple of times a day before it needs to charge again you know we just have to change our like electric cars we just need to change our way of thinking about yeah we've got we've got to change the know. way we toast yeah exactly we you, should, you do shouldn't it. do a big toast every now and then you do lots of little toasts throughout the day there we go. There we go. Charging from twenty percent to eighty percent, really quick. But the last twenty percent takes fourteen hours. <laughs> like so yeah. So Russ has got his. I, I still don't understand how this works though for you with the water thing. Like unless you do have like. I a, mean, it's at a conceptual stage. A humidifier or something that, or like a. What do they call it? Oh, a sort of camel moisturizer. Backpack things. We have uh, a message from Dan. Hi, Dan. Uh, it says, Russ's mini water maker could utilise water in the human body. And it could. couple of drawbacks. I don't really want to make a cup of tea with my own internal fluids. <laughs> and a shower of any more than about 10 seconds is going to leave you dead from dehydration. <laughs> so the most ironic death ever. He died of he died of dehydration in the shower, hosing himself down with his own <laughs> life fluids. We've all been there. We've all like, been there. We're yeah. assuming this is like using arc reactor technology, right? Which is this like this massive environmental creation, like further along, like. It's it's a new source of power that puts to rest oh, everything else, right? Oh no, no. All I'm saying, no. I, all I used was the art reactor as an example. I was just okay. like Iron Man miniaturized the art reactor so he could power his suit. I'm not saying we're in a time when art reactors exist. I'm just saying this is the example. So, what piece of readily available today technology would you miniaturize? Little air conditioning unit. Just that. Uh, yeah, just a tiny little air conditioning unit that blows cold air into my face. You do struggle in the hot weather, don't you? I don't like the hot weather. And also, mm. it would it would just like blow hair out of my face as well, which is a problem I, I, I do struggle with quite a lot. 
It's always when you're carrying it. something, isn't it, it, that suddenly your hair yeah. decides to just glue itself to your yeah, face. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So a little, little, little air conditioning unit that blows the hair out of the face, keeps my face nice and cool as well. I'd like that. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. noticed how... Do you guys um, hair dry your beard? No. Do you, do you know? No, if you, and neither if, does anybody else. Why? So, it so dries in like seconds. So I hair dry my beard because it, cause it gets wet. And what I've noticed is that for about... 20 seconds maybe after i've hair dried warm air is held in my beard around yeah. my face and i can feel that my face feels really warm because the beard is holding onto it if you had a little air conditioner up there like shooting up into your face into your beard i guarantee you that the cold air would be held onto by your beard and it would Ooh. you know if, if you had to turn it off for a little bit you'd still have this kind of nice cold sort of almost like ready break style cold glow around your face i guarantee that it, man. It would nice look, it would it's awesome. like it's like when you walk anywhere and you get there and your beard is frozen yeah yeah so yeah or in ultra cold yeah your moustache is just like packed with condensation yeah. it's like you've been breathing out your nose into your beard and it's just wet <laughs> like, it's so like, gross it yeah. is gross it just holds the water right yeah. there but uh yeah so like a little air conditioning unit blows cold air into my face that would be nice uh paul edge says some people like showers of less than 10 seconds there's a huge president for who was apparently a huge fan there's a former president who was apparently a former i'll try that again it's not live or anything that's good um there's a former president who was apparently a huge fan Mm -hmm. al gore yeah there you go yeah because he was all about the environment and that's very environmentally friendly yes wasn't president though oh no shut up russ with your facts (laughs) yeah the real world the real world what's next Hmm. Uh, okay Um, so yeah that's that yeah who's next uh russ ah there you go who is the poor sap that has to handle james bond's expense claims that's really and good. further associated admin. I think that that man just must be. He is the sort of he's the expense and compliance department's worst nightmare. He, like, I don't think he's got authorization for that cash that he's spending around. Do you ever see him go back to get a receipt? I was going to say, let that. alone a VAT receipt. Yeah. And, you know, I just like it comes to the end of the month and they're like, seriously, what is this? You've put there's 40 bottles of champagne on here. The the meal allowance is, is 25 quid for an evening meal. And that mm. only applies if you're more than 50 miles away from your home address. Uh, James, uh, you've got a per diem and you kind of rinse through it in the first half hour. Per diem. Or my flight to the Concorde. Yeah. So, or yeah, he's, he's having to deal with all that. And... Uh, why why hasn't why hasn't James Bond supervisor picked him up and uh just made sure that he's aware of the financial responsibilities that go with being a government agent because his superior is M who in all guises just tends to see indulge him as a lovable rogue like her oh, James you know you're, so, you're incorrigible and stuff i i have a <laughs> feeling it's money penny and that's probably one of the reasons why they their relationship has never developed beyond sort of almost um, him being a bit smarmy 
I don't think well, he knows. Because she's seeing all the credit card charges for prostitution going through. She's the one that sees it all. That's why she's always just like, no way, James, I'm not fucking doing this. I'm just going to be a bit passive-aggressive and smart. Yeah, I think that the perspective of their relationship we get is very much like through his lens. Whereas yeah. from her point of view, she's like, uh, no, he must be absolutely riddled. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> yeah. Um, because also, yeah. side note, I mean, he would be. Yeah, oh, it's it disgusting. A walking infection. Yeah, I mean, do you think that the Q branch has to deal with all sorts of like medicine advances? Like, pure, they've they've literally had to hire pharmacists and and you know chemists because they need something to help James because everyone keeps saying, oh no, we need to keep him in the field and he can't do it if he's got a drippy, you know. Yeah. So, how much penicillin can you shoot into one man's penis? Yeah, exactly. This basically they created sort of like a penicillin bug bomb (laughs) that every now and then they just put him into a hotel room. (laughs) Yeah. Ah, it's all gone. Yes, he's on a he's off on another training retreat. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's a really good one, man. Like the collateral damage alone. Like you know, well, we've got to rebuild half of Venice. Uh, Um, Most most agents just take a uh, Ford Focus, actually, James. Uh, that, that was actually a UNESCO Martin? World Heritage site that you drove that motorbike through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, this dude. I mean, in in Casino Royale, in like the most recent films, he he does destroy a large section of Venice. I yeah, mean, you know, huge. Yeah, he like he bits. collapses a building, doesn't he? Hmm. And then at the at the beginning of it, he he destroys a building site, wrecks two massive cranes, doesn't he? I mean, how how much is that going to cost? It's going to cost at least one royal yacht. Let's be honest. Yeah. This is this and, is why and the that the Queen. He's doing it for the Queen, but she would not have that. This is this is why the government does this every now and then, isn't yeah. it? They sort of go, "Oh, we were going to build two of these <laughs> Prince Charles class uh, aircraft carriers, but yeah. actually, well, Prince of Wales, aren't they? Prince of Wales class because no one but... wants to be on the same boat as the nonce. Yeah, yeah, Just, we've yeah. Only, we've only got one now. So we're, well, we've got one. The other one, like the other. 70 billion dollars or whatever it is has been used to rebuild some poor third world country that guess andrew really had to slum it in a mansion instead yeah yeah fucking hell yeah it's terrible isn't it really um at least they got to wheel that boat out the other week in cornwall Hmm. yeah but they they probably literally had to you know it was probably being pulled along by crabs wasn't it like like tied to chains on the ocean floor. I think, as far as I understand, as a as a vessel, it's perfectly capable. We just don't have any aircraft that can land on it or take off from it, do we? No, because I think the new the new F thirty five Lightning is that right? The mm. new F thirty five. I don't think is carrier born because it's not VTOL. No, it needs a proper runway, doesn't there it? There are a whole. I can't remember the exact details, but there's a whole bunch of uh, vacillating and mind changing, and yeah, we don't really have anything. So I think we're just going to invite other countries to land on it. <laughs> yeah, come on down. It's the Which is British the, party boat. Yeah, the complete opposite of what we wanted from Brexit. Like, it's it's just, no, no, whatever. Anyway, um, <laughs> so James Bond. Um, yeah, no, his expense claims must be an absolute nightmare. Like, just the general paper trail that that man must leave in the course of his day-to-day work. Hmm. Apparently so the F-35B think- is capable of taking off and landing on an aircraft carrier. Nice. We well, then maybe when thank you, Paul. maybe when they get Quite pressed cool. into service properly, hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Um, my yeah. dad, my dad was one of the uh, was one of the people uh, on the board who pushed for it to be called the Lightning 
Um, mm-hmm. I think oh, nice. I think it's Lightning Two. I think it was. Is that right? F thirty five UK professional fighter aircraft name. He wasn't pushing for plane at plane face then. No. No, he wasn't. No. no. Yeah. So they called it the Lightning because we had a we had a fighter jet way back in the RF called the Lightning, mm. um, and it was a nice way to sort of almost commemorate that. Yeah, no, my dad yeah. isn't an aircraft namer, but he had stuff, <laughs> just, he had stuff to do with it. into rooms going, I got the name, guys. <laughs> yeah, he's like, do you remember... Um, thunder you remember, bastard. Do you, remember, do you remember Monkey Dust? Yes. Do you remember, that? Do you remember where they had the, they had the, um, the advertising uh, group called Labia, who would like, who had the, a sort of a Lord Byron-esque guy who would travel the world and just come up with names like, ah, Consignia, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Apparently, the, um, the, the old Lightning was one of the most beautiful aircraft ever made. The old English electric Lightning. Is that the one with the big circular bit at the front? It, it, it's just, it's an absolute beast. Mm. Have, a, have a have a look for pictures of it. That's right. It's it looks, the one with the, yeah, it looks the like a dildo. Indented cone. Like yeah. nose all, cone all, yeah. all, all good aircraft that like dildos. <laughs> um, Paul also says we can't afford them, so we've got like eight. So that's like four per carrier. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It's not a lot. It's some. We've got some. Yeah. Um, well, that's anyway. the state of the British uh, British Air Forces. Uh, yeah, defense, and it's, defense it's broadly James Bond's fault, apparently. Yeah, because uh, he keeps causing so many insurance claims. Yeah. What limit is a meal tax deductible? Like, at what at what point do you say, "Come on, you're taking the piss"? Like, this meal costs a hundred thousand euros. They must band him, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, mu- they must be like, it must be like taxes. It must be like, look, you get the first, you know, the first 50% of it obviously will pay. Mm. But, you know, after that, you know, you've got to, th- you know, for up to the next 75%, we'll take 50p yeah. for every pound you spend, you know. And, and you've got, I mean, you've got to pay some of your own way. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't get, re- if I forget, to get a receipt for like a parking ticket, I won't get reimbursed for that. And I have to imagine that his expense department operates very much the same as mine. Yeah. Almost so identical, I'd imagine. You can, yes, you can have £20 towards the cost of your evening meal and you can go as nuts as you like. But after that, you're, you're, you're paying for it yourself. You have to get the Aston Martin yourself, but we will pay for parking. Yeah. yeah. See, so they got around this in the James' books. policy does actually state that, that there is in fact a... A, a travel lodge within ten miles of where you're going, so we, we do actually, we yeah. do actually an have ibis. to put you in there. <laughs> oh, we got an ibis plus. Yeah, oh, we've upgraded amazing. you. We've upgraded you to a travel lodge, uh, and you will be met by Lenny Henry. Actually, so that'll be that'll be a treat, James. So in the books, they said it was all. It was almost like a single like sentence explanation, and it was like, and don't question us ever again. They said something like, um, when he was on. A mission, expenses were almost limitless. Mm. Like he, he, you know, whatever it takes, you know, we'll throw, we'll get, we'll let him drink as much fucking champagne out of tankards as this guy wants. Um, but then, funnily enough, when it described James Bond's eating habits um, when he was at home, like you know, not on a mission and just a, a salaried government agent, um, he would eat very plainly. So apparently, his salary wasn't probably enough because he's, yeah, he, he I think there's a, there's fried a salmon and scrambled eggs and you know that's all he would like live one on. of the like when the russians are talking about him they don't they're like they he doesn't get paid very much mm. we don't understand why he does this like he he doesn't his salary is actually quite low 
because when they when he goes out on missions, they're literally just like whatever you need. Yeah, mm. like you're get, you, you're going to be like you know these are the most dangerous missions that we can ever send anyone on. I mean, the very least we could do is put like a you know well <laughs> I mean the budget appropriations hearings after these things must be ridiculous. So, so we for this mission we're going to apportion um, you know twenty five million pounds to stop. Yeah. What are you doing? That? Mainly gambling. Mainly gambling uh, and drinking weak vodka martinis, because when you shake it, it cracks the ice and dilutes it. You know, whereas if you just stir it, which is what he did in the books, it you know <laughs> keeps the alcohol content. Paul says Don Perignon fifty-five in a pike mug as ordered, sir. <laughs> yeah, there is a, in fact in I think it's in Goldfinger in the original book. Him and Goldfinger have they eat crab and drink chilled champagne out of tankards yeah and they're literally like with 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 really hot buttered toast like heaping crab meat onto it washing it down with fucking goblets of champagne i, like, I remember that scene yeah it the, sounds the, the, pimp, the food man. and drink descriptions <laughs> in those books are great yeah it is and also what's brilliant there's, there's a website devoted to all of the food and drink that james bond drank so you can find all of these like um, amazing cocktails that no one drinks anymore because they're just like you know almost lethal like the actual um vespa cocktail recipe is is enough to um i'd take your face off yeah mm. yeah it's really i mean it's mental like here we go the vespa cocktail here we go this is so this is the conversation that he had a dry martini he said uh, a dry martini he said one, in a deep champagne goblet. Oui, monsieur. Just a moment. Three measures of Gordon's. Oh one God. of vodka. Half a measure of Kina Lillet. Which um, I don't think they make anymore. Because that's, that's like the... Um, that's like quinine, isn't it? Oh, no. Kina Lillet they do. Uh, but they don't. it doesn't have um, quinine in it like it used to. Shake it very well until it's ice cold. Then add a large, thin slice of lemon peel. Got it? Yeah. Certainly, like three the lemon peel will really soak up that alcohol. That's good. And this, and this is his explanation. <laughs> Bond laughed. When I'm uh, concentrating, he explained, I never have more than one drink before dinner, but I do like that one to be very large, very strong, and very cold, and it's, very well made. It's such a childish attitude, isn't it? So, like, you can imagine the expense department's gone, right, just have one drink before dinner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I so, will. And- it's going to have and every drink that you are going to need a bucket. Yeah, yeah. And in the book, he's a dick about it as well because Bond tells the barman after taking what is described as a long sip, which basically just sounds like. Oh, that's he the goes, Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, he goes excellent. But if you can get a vodka made with grain instead of potatoes, you will find it gets even better. So he's just a dick about it as well, isn't he? Oh, he he just is a dick. Full stop. Yeah. In the books, he he he's an asshole. Hmm. Um, a couple of the comments Dan says I never said it had to be water in your body good point true hmm. although that, that, that seems to be just some sort of tube stuck into somebody else it's starting, it's starting to sound more and more impractical I think I might not have made a very good decision there <laughs> uh, he also says the irony that a man with a license to kill should have to worry about work expenses allowance, allowances well, he absolutely fucking should. Well, he should, you know, it's, yeah. it's a responsibility that everybody has. Hmm. All of Some, our jobs are important. Some yeah. people are out there defending democracy and laying hmm. their life on the line, and some of us are compiling TPS reports. There you go. Every, <laughs> who's to say which is more valuable? Did you remember to put the cover sheet on the TPS reports? 
Because do you get the memo? Do you get the memo? Did you not get the memo? We, yeah. We're putting we're putting cover sheets I'll, on I'll, all I'll of send you, I'll send yes. the memo. I'll send you the memo. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the fact that his second boss just kind of like when he goes, oh yeah, I got the memo. He just goes, <laughs> excellent. I'll send you another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to love off yeah. the space. I haven't watched that thing for a while. It, well, hey Peter, what's happening? A while is like six months in regards to Office Space, isn't it? It's like one of those films you just yeah. want to continually watch over and it's over. What, it's, one of, it's a film that I never really watched the whole way through because yeah. you always sort of see it and you go, "Oh, Office Space," and then you will watch the rest of it. Yeah. My, one of my favorite moments is right at the beginning when he has his hypnotherapy, and he goes, "You know, so every day you meet me, that's the worst day of my life," and the the, the hypnotherapist is just like. Wow, that's messed up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's up there with. Uh, does anyone in your work, Lawrence, say? Sounds like you got a case of the Mondays. Nah, nah, nah. I do believe you get your ass kicked if you said something like that in my line of work. Yeah, yeah. I love it. it's like the, the um. What would you do if you had a million dollars? I tell you what, I do, Peter. I do two chicks at the same time. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? That's it? Yeah, man. I've always wanted to do that. Plus, I think if I had a million dollars, I could hook that up. Because <laughs> chicks dig dudes with money. It's like yeah. they're all chicks. Yeah, but the kind of chicks that would go twos up on a guy like me. <laughs> Good point. Oh, God. We did a whole podcast anyway. on Office Space. If you want to hear us just endlessly quite Office Space for an hour, there no, is it's on that. there somewhere. No nobody one wants that. We wanted that. That was we the wanted, only issue. We, yeah. yeah, we would do. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. So someone out there is worrying about James's expense accounts yeah. and is having an awful time about it and clearly doesn't get paid enough to do it and probably is sitting there with backdated expenses and reports worrying how the hell they're going to how the queen is going to sneak something into her speech about something they're going to spend money on but they never will because they have to cover the expenses mm. that James Bond has run up in his last mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Travesty. And that's mm-hmm. the British government at work there ladies. That's your ladies and gentlemen, that's your tax tax pounds. Uh, don't get me started on the British government work. today. Um um my turn. Go for it. Okay. Oh, yes. Ghostbusters. Yeah. It doesn't seem financially viable as a privately run company. Would it not be better if they were bought out by the government and became a publicly run company? Like the expenses for Ghostbusters. Talk about expenses for James Bond. Expenses for Ghostbusters are insane. Each of them has a nuclear accelerator on the back. Unlicensed. Unlicensed nuclear accelerator on the back. They could probably get the licenses if they became a publicly uh, run company. Do you think we should, we should nationalise the Ghostbusters? I'm we saying British yeah. Rail them. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think that's the only way to do it. Like, they are not making any money off this. Like, they, they, at no point do they have much money. Like, they, they save the city. Like, they need, like, an apocalypse-style event to happen for them to even just even slightly more than break even you look at how much it costs for them to remove that one ghost from that ballroom <laughs> and they've obviously taken expenses into account as well when they've trashed the place and they're still charging like five thousand dollars for one ghost removal like it just it's something that's needed that's never going to make money they are essentially an emergency service 
But mm. you're absolutely right when you say it's an apocalypse level sort of problem that yeah. they end up fixing because the stuff because what what is happening so that so when they first come into existence there are already there's already something happening yeah which is causing ghost activity to it heighten yeah because there's all that stuff going on with the building so that that's not even them they just happen to form at the time this was happening in the second one mm. that's slime! Ghost- it's a river of slime yeah, yeah, that's the ghostly. <laughs> that's actually a ghostly painting, like yeah. almost like a demonic. Is Vigo? Is Vigo? Is Vigo? Yeah. Um, you know, demonic entity uh, doing that. So it's like, I mean, yeah, they are really, they are really reliant on, unless of course, you know, in their universe, ghosts are just a sort of a you know an occupational hazard of being alive. Like you will become a ghost at some point, and. Ghostbusters are going to put you in the storage because facility. Because they are privately run. They lose their university funding at the start of the first film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then Ray has to mortgage his parents' house, put two mortgages on his parents' house to even be able to afford like a setup. To, to the beginnings of a setup of, the, of a broken down condemnable, in Egon's word, words, uh, fire station. And then they put a ton of effort, a ton of money into cars, the proton packs, which must cost an absolute fortune, the storage facility, which is yeah. insane, the traps, um, then uh, employing two extra people in Winston and Janine. Oh, yeah. Well, good, good, good spot. Yeah. So I always forget about at that Janine point, being that point they, they are a privately run company and they haven't had any jobs until um there's slimer in the um in the uh hotel yeah dan I thought says their first i thought their first client was dana okay so they have dana he goes and checks out dana's apartment but doesn't find anything yeah and it's they uh, hate their first, like you say their first paid yeah. job must be the hotel yeah but they also blackmail as well don't they if yeah. they don't get paid we could put them right back in there yeah exactly yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's a bit of it's a bit of private you know, sort of like small business, want to want to help small businesses, but also like, well, you know, I could just I could just throw that back in. It's a bit of an extortion, isn't it? It's yeah. like, you know, in a heartbeat, I will put your ghost back in that fucking chimney. And yeah, the, you know, these days they get very badly written up on like checker trade and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, two points. Dan says in the Ghostbusters video game they are like the fire brigade and funded by the state as they probably should be. But then Paul makes a very interesting point. Would you really want to essentially give the government the license to reproduce what are essentially powerful weapons? Yeah, don't cross the streams. Don't cross the streams. Crossing the streams could be bad. (laughs) It could be bad. (laughs) To find bad. Full, was it? Full something reversed? Imagine every molecule in your body exploding at the same time or something. At the speed of light. Speed of light, yeah. yeah. Important safety tip, Egon. Thanks for that. Yeah. (laughs) I love the fact that he's telling it as they're about to use them, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, and also what he doesn't say is good. like, oh, and by the way, this thing doesn't shoot in a straight line. No. You get a big wibbly burst of curvy corkscrew weirdness, and you don't really know where it's going to go. Sh- shorten your stream. I don't want you to burn my face off as well. Yeah, that's the thing as well. Like turn turn the the sh- the lengthening knob yeah. the wrong way. Yeah. And the wibbly, like, like Russ says, the wibbly out of control. Exactly. Just, I mean, that's that's just weird, man. <laughs> I remember um, yeah. the toys actually had a 
had a big yeah it was like, like a thing and you plastic. spun it around yeah 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 oh it's so good dan also points out that it's better than having private individuals running around with nuclear proton accelerators in their back well yeah well, even the Avengers signed up to the Accords, didn't they? They 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 recognised that. They, well, not the they, cool ones, to be fair. No, they they couldn't um, they couldn't yeah. operate without some sort of oversight. <laughs> um, Hashtag Peck was right. Nice one, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Dickless here came and shut us down. Is it true? Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no, no penis. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love. I'm gonna watch Ghostbusters after this. It's good. <laughs> it's Great so film. good. Yeah, and uh, you know, a bloke gets gob job from a ghost. <laughs> he does, and it's just, it just happens. It just happens it just in the happens. film, and happens. then moves on in the middle of a montage where they're like, "We're capturing ghosts, and now we're we're super successful ghost hunters." Yeah, and uh, and uh, by ghosts. <laughs> yeah, there's one. The uh, the fire station's haunted, which means <laughs> yeah. it's probably like some burly fireman that's actually sucking them off. Oh no, it's, you see her, don't you? She floats down. She's like ethereal. I only let this one out. I only let this one out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe we shouldn't... Well, let's not capture all the ghosts. Yeah. It's fine. This one's fine. This one's okay. Oh, no, she covered me in ectoplasm, apparently. Really? Yeah, yeah. totally ectoplasm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a spooky ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it came right through here, covered me in ectoplasm. My, my fa- one of my favourite things about it is, though, the whole, like, that he does the whole... Oh. <laughs> Because that's the place I'm full whenever I'm getting a blowjob. <laughs> How was it for you, Tom? Uh, <laughs> I look like I just suffered a, a sharp knock to the back of the head, which is exactly what you're going for. Oh, God. It's just at the end of the montage scene, though. And the montage scene already feels like it goes on too long. So like but it, always... it doesn't anymore because that minute has been edited out. Well, I didn't see read. that until I got bought it on video after i wore out the um tv copy i had which was that that bit was edited out it's because the special (laughs) effects some special effects guy when he heard that he was going to be working on a film with ghosts made the belt buckle that undoes itself (laughs) and was like well how do we use this like alan over in special effects has got this really cool thing i think we should we should get yeah, some more. We definitely have to use this. We won't, we won't use this. We'll, we'll, let's just film it and then we'll we'll come up with context for it later. We won't we use the standard. We won't use the standard version of Ray Parker Jr.'s Ghostbusters theme. We'll use like the 12 inch version, which has got the added dung dung. Dung dung. Just so we can fit this fucking bit in at the end as well. Even after we've shown what they've been doing, they've been catching ghosts because all of a sudden they're really good at it and people need them to catch ghosts. And they've got that okay. fun advert on there. Dad, I've got the director on here, yeah. uh, and he says he wants you to do the face. Uh, so, if you could just do the face. Okay, we're, we're gonna. We're, this is the last cut, though, right? Because because I'm a serious actor. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, but but right. we, we want to do the face. So okay. just do the Ready? face. <sighs> Excellent. That's brilliant. Cool. That's great. Okay. So we're, so I honestly we're can't look at that. Okay, so we've got it. We'll just we'll decide whether to use it later or not. Yeah. Cool. No, All no. Right, you're gonna you've got to use it now. Like, I've done it. Dan it's got to be in the film. Dan says he wants to use it. It's got to be in the film. Yeah. you got to put it in the film. Like it's... He says it's got to be in the film. Yeah. 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 This kid's Harold. Film. Harold this... Ramey's shaking his head. Not so keen. Dan Aykroyd, very keen. I'm not in. No. He's uh, not, he's he's not, not in. in. Yeah. Right, we've got uh, a bit of help. This kid's film, and it is a kid's film, because it's a PG. This, this is definitely a kid's film, right? It's got some scary points in it, but it's got a ghost blowjob in it. It's got swearing in it. It's got talking about men having no dicks. 
It's got um, it's just not a kids' film, but it is a kids' film. I used to love Ghostbusters when I was a kid. I used to like the animated series a lot. Ah, oh, the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ah, oh, it was good as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Cool. That's what they based all the toys on, wasn't it? This cartoon more than the, the... Oh, the toys were amazing. The toys yeah, were so toys much were fun. Great. With the little clips on the back for the proton. I always wanted one of the like life-size um, proton packs. I had always one wanted of one friends. of those. Do you? Oh, you lucky not bastard. anymore because oh. actually life-size. When you realise when you're an adult is actually like quite tiny. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's it's not that big. It's about but... as big as my tiny toaster now, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you can get uh, adult-size proton packs though. I might get one. My wife doesn't need to know. If you're watching, Jolie, stop watching. <laughs> talk about porn. Yeah, talking about porn. Talking about Call of Duty. Yeah. Anyway, um, what's yeah. next? You. Oh, shit. So that's another shit question then. Um, okay. Uh, okay, this is one for us, and I think we'll enjoy this one. And it is a bit shit because it's not necessarily a searching question, but it's one that I think all of us would like to answer. And I don't want to be mm-hmm. the first one to answer this because I think Russ might want to jump in here. Okay, so here we go. You appear on Red Dwarf. What's the first thing you do? On Red Dwarf. Oh, man. So we're, we're talking like post drive plate failure nobody's yeah. around nobody's around and lister and the cat and Crichton and rimmer they i mean they might be around but you you may not necessarily be with them but you can go and do whatever you like i think i want to i want to talk to holly first i think and what would you ask oh, i don't because he's pretty fucking useless by that point isn't he totally useless yeah so maybe just to yeah have a chat with holly and then go and find one of the uh the snack dispensers like the food dispensers and ask it for the uh the fish of the day fish fish (laughs) nice dan what would you do man oh that's gonna be my answer then russ stole it i would uh i would tune uh, trout uh, enjoy your meal (laughs) fish (laughs) um i would um tune lister's guitar (laughs) badly in need of a tune isn't it yeah 100% if I'm going to be there for a while it's going to need tuning like every time he goes to bed I'm going to tune his guitar so yeah Um, and other than that I would fuck around with the scutters as well just just in general not fuck the scutters let's let's get that thing let's get that clear straight away quite difficult I'd imagine It's, it's like um yeah, no, so it's yeah. like three little fingers. It's like two yeah. two fingers and a thumb, isn't it? Like Just sounds quite uncomfortable, really, doesn't it? It could it could give you the emu. <laughs> you know, it's so great where they they flip off Rimmer, don't they? As he's walking yeah. out the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'd you know, I, I'd see what I could get away with doing with the scutters. Not like, once again, it sounds like I'm going to fuck them, doesn't it? No, that's yeah, it does. I mean, <laughs> if that's what you want. That's that's fine. You do you. Oh, fine. I'd fuck a scutter. <laughs> So I never quite got with Red Dwarf is why in this ship that had a crew of like 10,000 and they're the only people left, why do they still stay sharing a bunk? Because they secretly really like each other's company. I know, I know, I know. Sorry, I answered seriously, didn't I? But like they could could move into like the officers' quarters or something. Yeah. 
they do later, don't they? They in the fourth series, I think they move from Rimmer and Lister's old bunk into that larger sort of. I think it's an officer's quarters, isn't it? Like, mm. or or just a slightly larger dormitory. It, yeah, their bunk does change sort of series by series, anyway. Isn't it because yeah. Rimmer's ardently sticking to the rules as well? I, I imagine, yeah, he would say like, "No, this, you know, this is the the assigned. You have to stay in your assigned quarters." Yeah. Yada yada yada. Exactly. That's my I, thinking, anyway. It's uh, it's interesting because I. I sort of toyed with. I toyed with. I'd, I'd either like to go to the bar that Lister, Peterson, and the rest of the guys, you yeah. know, regularly get pissed up in. Um, but drinking, then I, drinking booze out of like matte grey cans. Yeah, always seemed quite appealing for some reason. And all their cigarette packets are matte grey and, every, yeah. and everything like that's issues. Like that's that how. Grey. That's like you get whiskey in a can as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whiskey in a can's fun though, right? The, he, he Peterson drinks cans of self-heating sake <laughs> that you peel with. It's, it makes it makes it sound like um like a tuna tin that you sort of rip the top off. Mm. And... <laughs> I think I would uh, yeah. So it would either be going to that bar or it would be going to one of the elevators mm. and basically, you know shut your eyes, press one of the thousands of buttons that are apparently in those elevators and just just going anywhere, wherever the fuck it takes me. Or straight down to one of the hangars and jump into a Starbucks and go oh, for a... That was my first the... thought. Yeah. Because they're shown to be pretty durable, those mm. Starbucks. They, they talk about how tough they are. Yeah, like just, they, they never land a problem. more times than yeah. a Commodore 64. Yeah. Yeah, it's ZX-84, isn't it? It's the... Yeah, the... He said, "Do you ever wonder? Well, like you know that after an airplane crash, there was always like one uh, small plastic doll head left, <laughs> like, always like never, never ruined or stuff like that." Well, they built they built Starbug out of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they never land it properly, do they? Like always, just like just like thrown up and bouncing up and down, and yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, L- Lister's a shit pilot, isn't he? Like he's yeah. not actually trained to fly that thing. Yeah. No, exactly. So neither's the cat, is he? And they tend to stick no. him on, like Lister tends to sort of occupy the co-pilot seat, doesn't he? And yeah, Lister, Lister and the cat do the the flying, mm. don't they? When they're in Starbuck. <laughs> God damn it! I want to go to Blue Alert. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure, sir? It does mean changing, changing the bulb. The bulb. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Cool. Fair do. See, I told you it wasn't going to be the best question. No, I liked still, it. That's good. It still kind of makes you go. Oh, what yeah, I like the Russ straight in to the useless AI. Jamie says, uh, always felt like there were more than five or six episodes per season. It really does. Like you imagine Doesn't like full on like American style seasons. Yeah, well, I mean, if they if they had sort of mm. you know, that concept done now with uh, you know, sort of full on budget and like very clearly they just found some warehouse around that that they could put some smoke machines and lights in and that's the inside of the spaceship here's the question would you because obviously whenever you join the crew of red dwarf your brain is scanned so that you can come back as a hologram should you die and should Mm. you be considered worth bringing back as a hologram um would you raise yourself as a hologram hmm 
I mean, probably not. It sounds quite horrific, really. And when, when Rimmer does bring up another copy of himself, it ends very badly, doesn't it? But is that more a defect of Rimmer's character rather than... Rather than... I, I mean, would anyone really want to hang out with themselves? It'd just be very awkward. I would be wondering what I was thinking about myself the whole time. Mm. <laughs> it would be very weird. That's a weird ethical one. If you could, would you? And more importantly, should you? I think is the interesting one. Yeah, I think it's probably best not to have yourself as a hologram knocking about. Yeah, that's a good um, point. Jamie also says Rimmer can't fly because he's a hologram. No, he can't. Really. He sort of operates the... Uh, he does the sort of reading out the scanners and the yeah. that sort of stuff, doesn't he? He yeah. can't really press any buttons. Although he can sit in the seat. He can. Yeah. There, there's a funny... His you physical... can't get too nitpicky with the limitations of hologram technology. No, no his, or physical, just in general. his physical presence is actually really well um, really well sort of covered by Ace Rimmer in the book. It's not backwards, it's the I think it's and it's not Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers, it's the other Oh no, it is backwards. Um in the book backwards because Rimmer, Ace Rimmer comes through, doesn't he? And says that Actually, you know, he says to Rimmer, "You need to get this ore miner moving so that we can start digging Starbug out of wherever it is." And Rimmer goes, "Well, I can't press anything." And he's like, "But you're a hologram. You've got a light bee. You could you could lower your light bee onto the buttons, and you could use it that way." And it's like this thing Rimmer's never considered. He's like, mm-hmm. "Actually, I do have a physical presence of some sort of level," which I always found yeah. quite interesting. But yeah, it does. Like he he'll sort of. Wave his hand through a table every now and then, but then he's, he, you know, he's walking. I thought you just say it's where Holly is projecting him and all that. Yeah. And also the, the 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 practicalities of trying to actually make it so that he is a, like the special effects budget would be way beyond the entire budget of the whole show to actually do it properly. That's the, I mean, that's the reason why the hard light drive was eventually sort of yeah, written in, it wasn't just, it? Because it was just like, Come on. When you've explored all the sort of the mm. comic potential of a character being a hologram and you're left with just the the annoying drawbacks of we've got a character that can't actually touch anything or lift anything. Mm. So he can yeah. still be dead and wrestling with his issues with that, but he can actually just pick something up every now and then. Yeah, I can touch, <laughs> feel... Uh, puncture repair kit on standby, sir. <laughs> Which is actually a really funny hark back to the inflatable doll joke, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. like, because Rimmer's one of Rimmer's prized personal possessions is his inflatable doll. It's brilliant. Like, it's such a one of those like blink and you'll miss it jokes. Anyway, yeah, great, great to have your answers there, guys. Russ, you're very welcome. Uh, it's your go, Russ. <laughs> Uh, right, which one should we go with? Okay, so you have got to uh, choose a level from a platform game that you think you could, that that you have to actually do it yourself and survive. Uh, it's it's construct. So you are the same scale as the character is, but you don't have any of their powers or moves or anything. You you just you are you. And you have to get through this this level. Is there a, a I'm thinking probably a platforming game like level that you think you could get through? 
Hmm. Or like a sort of a bit in a game where you have to platform. Yeah, yeah. I was just, basically, just I think you can't come up with a game where it's like, yeah, there's a bit where you just sit at a desk for five minutes. I could do that. Because <laughs> I'm thinking like Mirror's Edge, which is like based on parkour. There's no way in hell hmm. I could ever do any of that shit. No. Like, I mean, my first thought was this was like, so my my game level that I've played probably the most times and know the best is uh, the first act of Emerald Hills in Sonic 2. Mm. But like, there's no way I could do that. No, you go upside down. Yeah, I could, I'd, I'd get yeah. a third of the way up that loop and then just sort of pathetically slide back <laughs> down. That's yeah. not happening. Uh, I, might, I might steal Dan's on this one. So um, for starters, there's a lot of talk about Rimmer being hard light. He does become hard light, as we just mentioned. Uh, Jamie yeah. says, don't choose a Metroid game. Dan chose Thomas was alone. Yeah, but like you, you, you don't have any of the the skills of those blocks. So like you can, you know, you there's can probably a couple of stuff, levels you could do though. Like yeah, some of the there ones. are probably quite a few. Yeah, there's there's a few different. I think there's there. I think there's a level in Thomas was alone where Thomas walks from one side hmm. to I another. Think, I think the first one is literally just goes through a portal yeah. a little bit to the right, isn't it? Fuck, I like I, I like to think there's that bit in Half Life hmm. where you have to jump from box to box. That are hanging over this kind of bottom. Oh, the, the chains on the boxes. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I could probably do that. To be honest, that is prob with Half Life's like view and and the controls and everything for platforming. That is probably easier to do in real life. Yeah. You, you have to get on a ladder, yeah. which has a seventy-five percent chance of killing you in Half Life. Valve have just never been able to work out ladders. Like no. they just they can't get it right. Like you either you either you either just kind of rub yourself against them and get up to the top and fall off, or in Half Life Two you actually attach yourself to the ladder, climb up the ladder, and then have to detach yourself at the top. It's it getting just, down them as well. You just you're like right. I'm going to walk towards this edge quite slowly. There's a ladder there, and he just goes and yeah. throws himself off. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Gordon! You've got a PhD. First, yeah. first level of inside, the first chunk of it, where you so just you think run... you can get through that forest, being shot at and mauled yep. by dogs. But I think I stand more chance of that than most platformers. Like, I, I think there's actually a reasonable chance I could do that. Whereas yeah. I think most platformers, no chance. <laughs> I think probably the, the first, the first level of Mario. I think I could probably do. That's a lot of jumping up on, like... Like, if you think to scale, right? So Mario... Imagine Mario's, like, five for eight, yeah? And some of the things that he jumps on are probably 20, 25 foot, 30 foot in the air. Motherfucker can jump. Yeah, well, yeah right? that's true. If, if every, all, all platform characters can jump, like, three or four times their exactly, own height, can't they? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything in Skyrim that requires a bit of platforming? I don't think you could really call Skyrim a platformer. No, probably not. Um, probably have to discount Half-Life on the same rules. Limbo Limbo sprung to mind, but at the same time, I don't want to go anywhere near that fucking spider. So, um, and that yeah, is also, like, you get yeah. something wrong in Limbo, you don't just get a little prick from a spike or something. You yeah. are insta-deaded. Yeah. Yeah, Often eviscerated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think most of them would be very... Like, anything like, um, I think like Tomb Raider or Prince of Persia or anything like that, you'd last moments. Yeah. Yoshi level in Super Mario, Jamie says. Mm -hmm. oh, that's interesting. Mm. What about 
so do you, do you guys remember flashback yeah oh, th- yes. that was the first yeah. thing that came to mind flashback in another world yeah so another yeah, world the, the movement well. in that is actually remotely realistic yeah I think you could probably being absolutely blown away by the animation. Flashback yeah. was amazing. Yeah, flashback yeah. was good. The second game, Fade to Black. Yeah, which was the sort of the, one up. of the one of the early three D sort of one games that used actual polygons, um, was an interesting, if not entirely unfair game. It was so <laughs> fucking hard, really, really unfair. But yeah, I um, yeah, I think Flashback. I think the first levels in the in the jungle maybe one of the first levels i could probably do but still some of those jumps man yeah i think the likelihood of, a lot of dying pulling yourself up exactly with no, yeah and like that's basically not physically possible isn't it to pull yourself up onto a ledge if there's no wall there you you just can't do it what about okay what about in far cry 3 where you have to climb towers and things like that i'm not familiar with this one so potentially you could climb some of those towers. I mean, anyth- anything Assassin's Creed is out. You just walk up that wall. Pardon? Just, just walk walk up that side of that church. It's fine. Where, where are we meeting Steve? On on that gargoyle. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's where Steve said he'd be. Like, if we're doing, if we this is horrible, but if we're doing. Um, levels of of like fps's or or whatever then uh the no russian level of uh call of duty modern warfare 2 i could probably do you'd be scarred for life yeah oh yeah it and would. Actually, and actually, also yeah. you no matter what you do you do get shot in the head at the end yeah yeah i could do that yeah i could do that to the same level as the others yeah, yeah. <clears throat> wow Paul, Paul says jumping on a bounce pad or any sort of equivalent would presumably shatter your shin bones. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of those Sonic, yeah. like the red one. One of those special. hidden springs in Sonic. You yeah. walk on the wrong thing and you just get fired at 400 miles an hour into the nearest wall. Yeah. You'd probably get to the top of the loop, but you'd be yeah. smeared. Yeah. The trick is you have to do that thing where your legs go in a perfect circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, and yeah. what you do is you bend over and then do 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 and fire yourself yeah, we've around. Been, yeah, we've been practicing, Russ. Yeah. The, the the you know so go go magic Russ legs. Yeah, forward rolls. <laughs> yeah, all the way around, you'll be fine. And everyone at school was convinced that like the more you stayed in that sort of spinny mm. thing, the faster you go. And people would do it like for like ten minutes and then fire off. And I think basically once you press the button two or three times. That was I remember I completed the first level of Sonic in 12 seconds once. Because nice. I saw someone on TV do it and I was like, I could do that. Did you know what? I, I think all of the, I think all of the underwater Mario levels, fuck those right off. All the underwater oh, God, yeah, Sonic definitely. levels as well. Oh my God. The, I've never completed Sonic 1 because of the Labyrinth Zone. <laughs> labyrinth, labyrinth is awful. Yeah. Fuck that shit. I don't want to see that hedgehog drown again. It's just so... Like, when the, the timer comes up as well. I don't need and that in my life. You just drowned a hedgehog, you dick. Yeah, is that the point of the game? Depends what mood I'm in. I like to think that Doom... The first level of Doom, the original first level of Doom, I could do... I mean, there are literally people trying to kill you with shotguns there. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and I don't have any of the power. Oh, okay. No, no you also, you're also like also you are literally just you. So if you do not know how to operate a firearm and aim it effectively while you're being shot at, then you you don't magically know that in this. Oh, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, no, it's, can we wait? <clears throat> <laughs> um, I mean, I think thinking. that the obvious answer is to make yourself an incredibly easy level in something like, um, uh, what's it called? That um, little big planet or something like that. Mm, Mario Maker or something as well. Yeah, where it's all just made out of feathers and it takes five seconds. Mm. I've got it. I've got it. The first level of Portal. Because there's yeah. no drops, well, there's no nothing. Yeah, no, until, until you get to the crazy drops and catapults and things you'd be fine in portal wouldn't you yeah that portal, is a great right. great answer but the whole the of what G- became of edith finch yeah, <laughs> ah, yeah scarred at the end of it but you know yeah still. that's good yeah everyone everyone everybody go everybody's gone to the rapture or whatever yeah it? yeah you could do that one firewatch oh firewatch hmm. too much hiking yeah, yeah it's a lot of hiking it's a lot of i, I couldn't be asked with the walk to get there to the start screen yeah <laughs> Fucking Firewatch uh, is brilliant. What about? Oh, no, see, I'm just, I'm, I'm basically, I was just riffing on games there. What about uh, Bioshock? No, I wouldn't do no. that. <laughs> no, I think that's probably it. Portal might yeah. be the only one that any of us are anywhere near capable of doing up to a point. Portal's a great we'll call, just... I'd, I'd, I would also very much just enjoy doing that. Yeah, same. <laughs> we would, we would obviously all have to find somewhere just to give up and die. So I'm going to die here. We'll just... At least we get cake. Yeah, fall asleep and die. Fine. I know, well, it's you do what you said you're going to do, and then you get you know teleported out. Mm. You're fine. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then in that case, portal it is. Portal till really it gets right difficult, now. and then I'll my way out. Yeah. Cool. Bitching. One more. Cool. You want my last one. One more. One more. Okay, you are accidentally slipped the limitless drug from the movie Limitless. Ah, Tomorrow, yeah. how does your day go? It's sort of amazing at everything, doesn't it? Yeah. You don't know you've taken it as well. I mean, there's no way of predicting how yeah. it goes. Okay, well, how does, how would an average day go all of a sudden if everything just went right? So it's not like I'm going to wake up and immediately sort of corner the crypto market or something. No. You're doing what you would normally do, but you are limitless about it. Yeah, basically. Well, yeah. we'd get out of the house and onto the nursery run in fucking time for the first time ever. <laughs> so yep. that, you know, just getting getting out the house without at any point somebody yelling, shoes, now! <laughs> would, be, would be quite good. Yeah. yeah. I think I could clear my morning emails mm. while having a poo because usually I can't do both of that while having a poo in the morning. It's multitasking, isn't it? Don't oh do my god! And it would be an amazing poo. Like it oh, wouldn't be like a, limitless. I swear I needed this poo, and I've been sitting down for ten minutes, kind of poo. It'd be limitless. It would be the one poo you ever took in your life where you were absolutely confident that you'd pooed everything that was ready to be pooed out. Yeah. Out. Yep. And it would like, be without yeah. limits. It's like there's a play-doh piston sponger put thing pushing everything through no no not a trace left nothing absolutely cleaned out <laughs> wake up have a poo it's a no flusher from Paul yeah yeah it's a no wiper it's like you wipe nothing yeah no residue teflon yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good start. You, um, yeah, you're, doing, you're doing that while clearing while clearing your emails. Brilliant. So when I get into work, I wash the out first my coffee. Yeah. Of the first coffee of the day isn't you know encumbered by any nagging doubts about oh fuck it, I really shouldn't be having this coffee here. I, I should be clearing my emails. Mm. Don't worry about that. No traffic the on the way in because every green light. Yeah. yeah. I know exactly which route is going to be the, the, the most efficient that yep. morning. Mm-hmm. Take 100%. all the shortcuts. Yeah. Get into work. As yeah, you've already cleared your emails. Well, I think the, the ideal thing at work would be just to send one email yeah. that keeps everybody else that might contact you yeah. busy doing something that doesn't involve you for the rest of the day. So you just send one message to one person and there's like a butterfly effect thing. <laughs> and every single knobber that was going to send you a, a message that included the phrase, just a few minutes of your time, <laughs> is busy doing something else all day. Yeah. I, I love it's, it. It's, it's always ominous when I see an email with the subject header, quick request. Yeah. Because I think, this ain't going to be a quick request, is it? This is what, what be I mean day. by that is, I've left this way too late and so I'm now going to give you a deadline of today <laughs> i don't have anyone knock on my door going dan can i just have a quick word because you'll have preempted it yeah i'd have solved all the problems limitlessly yeah. preempted it yeah. yeah that'd be pretty cool don't you yeah. die of like your brain exploding at the end of limitlessing <sighs> it'd be worth it for this kind of day though right limitlessering probably <laughs> uh so day continues yeah lunch yeah I'm going out, going out for lunch. Going out for lunch, but is it going to be? Is it going to be like the? It's, it's going to be the perfect balanced lunch, isn't it? That keeps yeah. you feeling completely full until about two minutes before dinner. Yeah. When you're like, oh, I feel a bit hungry now. Yeah. And boom, there's your dinner. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The rest of the afternoon carries on quite nicely. Yeah. Um, I imagine. Yeah, because you've done what Russ has done, there are no emails coming in, so you're just able to be productive. But it's like the best level of productivity ever. Yeah, All where you're prepared Google Docs. for tomorrow as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where yes. Put, my tomorrow. preparation for tomorrow normally means writing down a bunch of shit I meant to get done today and thinking, well, I've put this on a post-it note now, so I'll definitely do it tomorrow. <laughs> Sounds very familiar. Yeah. But what you've done before you leave is write an email for tomorrow yeah that does exactly the same that the one in the morning did mm-hmm. yeah hi guys just a quick reminder for tomorrow if you could yeah yeah there you go yeah. and that totally limitless is them out of your at exactly five thirty in the evening so there is no <laughs> yeah. chance for them to respond at all yeah until the yeah. second they get in and turn it on and they're like ah oh, yeah i've got to deal with this yeah better, better get on there yeah, yeah, get on exactly, there, yeah. 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 so you drive home no traffic yeah, because you're like subliminally picking up GPS signals or something. Yeah. You just know the right way to go. At, yeah, exactly. At each yeah. Limitless. No limits. Yeah. No speed limits. Yeah. Just, you know. Yeah. And yeah. then... Taking the exact route home. All the shortcuts. You know, the best best dinner. Um, you know, limitless. Like, no... I don't know. Some way of circumventing any... Um, having to watch adverts before streaming something. You know, YouTube... Mm. For some reason, you're choosing all the videos that aren't monetized. Yeah. You know, and then limitless sex with your partner. (laughs) Best ever. (laughs) For you, not maybe not for them. 
Yeah, is limitless. Lots of you going, I'm limitless. And it's all done by eight o'clock in the evening, so you've got several hours still to watch TV or play yeah. video games or whatever. Yeah. Well, that was remarkably efficient, wasn't it, dear? I'm just going to play on the Xbox now. <laughs> yeah. I hope it was as limitless for you as it was for me. You're saying limitless a lot. Why is that? <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, he said the thing. He said the, <laughs> the, the, the title of the thing. Yeah. I've, really, I've really limitless my efficiency. I can be in and out in twenty-five seconds. You'll barely know <laughs> yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. It'll be yeah. Paul, Paul's, Paul's brought up so, a good point. I mean, presumably he could ask for the day off out of nowhere, and your boss will say, "Yeah, you don't actually have to stay at work." <laughs> yeah, we are, we are <laughs> staying quite stringently, rigidly. God limitless away. and decided to stay at work. Stay yeah, at work. True. Yeah. That's a good point. So yeah, um, but then so what happens? Does it? Is it just the next morning you wake up and you're not limitless anymore? Yeah, I think so. I've, I've it, not actually seen that movie, but I'm, I'm guessing yeah. that it ends with him dying from over limitlessing. I I think he under limitlesses because um because he can't get anymore. I think is the like someone else is limitlessing. Uh, and, he makes um, out yeah. at the end of it, doesn't he? He makes out yeah. that. Oh, that's right. Anymore, he doesn't. It's yeah, fundamentally he, altered his. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley Cooper just becomes like the ultimate form, Bradley Cooper, basically, at the end of that film. Mm. Spoilers. Cool. Would a, I become Bradley Cooper? Yeah, if you want to, day. yeah, it, yeah. And then the next day you wake up and you're Rocket Raccoon. Speaking of uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, has everyone seen the new uh, Suicide Squad trailer? No. Oh no! God, it yeah. looks so fucking good. It looks brilliant very excited about that so yeah limitless there we go we had a limitless nice. day we had a limitless day yeah. at work yep <laughs> yeah yeah it's a very good point paul we could have just not gone to work finish it off another textbook perfect perfect poo <laughs> right at the end of the yes, day the clear day. yourself just out to, yeah just the the in this case maybe literal cherry on the top <laughs> yeah it's just it's the, it's the perfect size a couple of hours before you're like hang on just gonna swallow this glass of cherry hole. You'll, you'll find out why later. Yeah. If my calculations are correct, this will be the last out. Yeah. And then later on, you can be like, "Call back." Yeah. Oh, uh, I good. think that's good a place as any to stop, right? Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Well, there we go. There's oh, six... oh, oh, I'm sorry. I've just realised someone actually did send me some. We should read them out. Should we do some oh. quick fires? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is from John Turner. He made some very good ones here, actually, as well. Okay, so, Toy Story. What happened to Woody in the past that brought him brought on the amnesia that made him forget who he is? Also, why do all toys from the Buzz Lightyear cinematic universe suffer with the same issue of accepting they are toys? I know Forky suffered with this too, but he was originally a utensil, so this may is maybe a bit more understandable. Yeah, it must be something specific to Buzzes, because they all believe that they are. Yeah. Like, like, including Zerg. It doesn't seem to be suggested anyway that that's like a thing that all toys go through. No. Because you don't really see anyone else getting like unboxed, do you? See, you have to believe that at some point there is there is kind of some form of creator for the toys, right? Yeah, Mattel. There you go. And that they are programming these toys to believe what they want them to believe. It's, it's B&M, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The company that, that's, that's in, um, the company Wally, that's in Wally, isn't it? Yeah. 
it is. Like, by and large, B B and M is the oh, B, discount. It's a real company. B and M's what Woolworths wishes it could have been. Yeah. Oh man, B and B and M are nailing it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like yeah, that is the thing about like, do they? But then, like, because Jesse was, it's not like they forget their lives when an owner gives them up because he remembers no. Andy after he gives him to Bonnie, and Jesse remembers her owner. Yeah, because previous, like he's been around since like the forties, hasn't he? Yeah. So why does he not remember anything pre-Andy? Could be old age. Could be a traumatic. I don't experience. think he's ever mentioned. Like he's not like. It's, it's never sort of made clear how Andy got Woody. Is it? Is it possible that, that Woody spent from. his whole time in like almost like stasis in his? Oh, no, box. I think I've read something about this. I'm sure there's a he. Used to belong to Andy's dad, who mm. died. I think it's one of those like fan theories along the lines of, like Elsa's parents die on the way to Rapunzel's wedding or whatever the fuck it is that ties all the Disney universe together, and that they're both dead. But there is a fairly like compelling thing. So like his father was also called Andy, mm. so and that's who wrote on the bottom of Woody's shoe. Oh, wow, that's heartbreaking. Doesn't explain Buzz Lightyear though. Buzz, no. I, I think that they programming. are specifically, yeah, programmed. Mm. But they're to, not like they are not AIs, are they? They're no. not programmed in that sense. They're programmed in the sense that they've got a little single-purpose chip in them with some voice recordings. Yeah, but they they surely have some kind of deity that they worship that probably mm. made them who they are. But they're like, you know, you can't program a Mister Potato Head. No, that's a point. That's a good point. Um. Maybe the the thing with Buzz is the clash between his electronic programming and this mysterious toy deity has led to some sort of confusion in his little tiny toy mind. I love it. I think this might be one that we have to... Uh... It's a bit, bit deep for us, really. I like it. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Can't get any poo jokes into it, so you've, you've really <laughs> misunderstood what we're here for. <laughs> No, I, I like it, but it's. I, I think that yeah, I think there is like a conflict between the programming. Like this is the next evolution of toy, where they believe they are these things. Yeah, the Buzz Lightyear is relatively new, so yeah. Mm. Uh, he also asks, not really a searching question, but who is more passive aggressive, Tom about the live stream or Nintendo about motion controls? <laughs> Very good, very good. <laughs> I think it's very close. I think it's yeah, it's it's pretty neck and neck, really, isn't it? But yeah, it's pretty neck and neck. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, you know, two years of two years of press at Epson never leaves you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is why Nintendo's motion controls are. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to do one of those Breath of the Wild shrines where you have to. There's like the you've got to tilt the thing oh. to fit the table and literally the only way i could do it is by lying on my back and having the thing upside down yeah it just did not fucking work but there's no there's no non-motion control alternative to doing it it's because most people don't hold their they don't most people i mean i don't play my switch down like that i hold the switch up like that mm. So it's never it's, like, it's never the, like something you tip. Also, they, they they don't take into account the fact that like with the the hand controls, fine, yeah, you can tilt it around. But when you if you've got a switch light, mm. when you turn it, the screen turns as well. So as soon as you've moved it more than about forty five degrees, you can't see it anymore. 
which obviously so, was not taken into account. <laughs> yeah, I do remember like wishing that those shrines would be over. They are very annoying. As soon as I started playing them, the motion controls are just a pain in the ass. There's the, Mario Odyssey does that as well. There's this cool flip that you need to do, but you need to flick the controller to do it, and it's like. I'm, no one's playing well, no matter how hard now. you try no one is playing their switch docked into the tv that docked <laughs> docked um dan says is the inside of the mako lined with teflon to make it easier to clean up the sick so <laughs> like, can you imagine the, like the brains and things from yeah, crashing like, around i'd love to see like an in onboard camera as they're zooming around that uh, one of the planets just all of them flying around this ship. <laughs> like I've always liked the idea that it's just filled to bursting point with packing peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just just holding it. I would love it if every time you jumped out the maker there was a little puff of packing peanuts. <laughs> and so like a, like a squeak <laughs> noise as you as you make your way back into I'm, it. I'm yeah. not missing. I'm not missing the mako. Hmm. Yeah, Joker's like Shepard. We can. I could land you next to where you're going. No, 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 no. 75 miles away on the other side of a mountain, <laughs> and I'm taking the car. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? The car is shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah It'll give us time to have a fub and or rub before we get to where we're going. Yeah, an in-car fub rub, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Mm. We should do one. That's okay, it, let's yeah. let's do one. Thank you very much for watching us on the stream. If you're watching us on the stream, this wave is for you. And you can see it because you're watching on the stream. Dan, wave at them. That's why they're here. They want to wave. Nice. Not like you have a tiny little hand then. Just a, a tiny little puppet hand. It's perspective. Um, and also, if you were listening to us on whatever service you were listening to us, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever, thank you very much for listening to us as well. I'm Next having time, fun, guys. Next time, use your eyes, have a watch of the stream. It's worth it. Trust me. And I'm not being mm -hmm. passive aggressive there. I'm actually being quite forthcoming. Um, we're going to be back next week with another podcast. We'll let you know, obviously, on our social media feeds uh, what that's all about. And if you do want to hit up our social media feeds and ask us any other searching questions that we could easily tack on to the end of next week's podcast, just for a little bit of quick fire stuff, Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter using the handle at TMTOOH. And don't forget that there is in our Instagram bio the link to our Discord server where you can join some conversations that are always going on. And, Dan, I'm going to pass over to you because there are some other podcasts going on. We've got Marbling Marvel and a few other bits and bobs as well. Dan, Mar this is yeah. your moment. Make Marbling Marvel, uh, Loki, episodes one and two went up a couple of days ago. Episode three has happened now. Uh, a good chance I might end up recording it tomorrow, which is nice. So, um, yeah, that should be up by the end of the week. Uh, and as, next couple of weeks, we're going to do a roundup of uh, Critical Role season two. We've we've got some 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 ideas what we want to do with it. We will wait for the wrap up. That's happened now. Uh, also, the Vox Machina versus Mighty Nine episodes happened. But um, yeah, the next couple of weeks we'll be doing a wrap up of uh, campaign two of critical role and i am very excited about the new series that starts tomorrow night so yeah very nice so stay tuned for all of that i hope you have a wonderful rest of the evening whatever you choose to do it's going to be mm -hmm. goodbye from russ thanks boys goodbye from dan i'm feeling limitless <laughs> i'm gonna go for a limitless shit and it's <laughs> goodbye from me tom and on that note let's cue that fucking music <laughs>